0: Hey, Lulu here. Whether we are romping through science, music, politics, technology, or feelings, we seek to leave you seeing the world anew. Radiolab adventures right on the edge of what we think we know. Wherever you get podcasts. We've been missing, most recently in America, the sense of great and inspiring leadership. At this time, I have the honor to present to you the moral leader of our nation. A new film and quite an old one, both of them about Martin Luther King Jr., are packed with emotion and with information about how leadership can work and how it can destroy. MLK-FBI is the new one, a Sam Pollard documentary. Pollard, a longtime film editor and filmmaker, has made a story of two obsessions, Dr. King's obsession with breaking through taking a world-changing nonviolent stand for civil rights, and J. Edgar Hoover's obsession with using the FBI to spy on King with an eye toward cornering him and crippling his efforts. MLK-FBI has an atmosphere of resolve to tell this history with a lot of passion behind it. We see King's influence in the early days as in Andrew Young's memory of the bus boycott in Montgomery, Alabama in 1956, when King was emerging as a major force. He let us accept the fact, and made us accept the fact, that what we were doing was insane. He'd say, you got to be certifiably insane to think that a bunch of crazy young folk like you all, with no money, no guns, no political power, are going to change this nation. And change it they did. The Montgomery buses were integrated as a result of many who fought by not taking the bus. But for every ray of light, there was a shadow, you might say, around the corner. With newly declassified information about the FBI's activities in this period, we get new details. One day right there in Alabama, little black boys and black sisters and brothers i have a dream today some of the revelations are about the days after the historic march on washington for example august 28, 1963. only two days later we learn there's a particular urgent memo circulating it's clear that martin luther king jr is the most dangerous negro in america It's from the number two man at the FBI. And we have to use every resource at our disposal to destroy him. MLK-FBI enhances this very specific material with vivid examples of the way these FBI missions were sewn into the popular culture. More on that in a minute. The older documentary, King, a filmed record from Montgomery to Memphis, released in 1970, is fascinating in other ways, made with the directorial participation, we're told, of Sidney Lumet and Joseph L. Mankiewicz, and many film editors. It's a stunning compilation of filmed marches, struggles, meetings, songs, like this one with Mahalia Jackson, along with days and weeks and months in the life of Dr. King. And in the spirit of the time, not only the political spirit, but the filmmaking style of that moment, the film has no commentary or talking heads. Though there are brief staged moments with celebrities who recite the words of Langston Hughes or Dick Gregory, or hear Belafonte reading some words of Ralph Ellison. The master doesn't make many like that, because that kind of man is dangerous to the sloppy ways of the world. That kind of man loves truth even more than he loves his life, or his wife, or his children. King, a filmed record, gives us a reminder of the obstacles and how a cultural community formed around trying to overcome them. So we see 1960s rallies with popular guests. There's Nina Simone at one. And Mike Nichols and Elaine May turn up. I will do anything I can to keep law and order. I will do anything I can to keep law and order. But I simply cannot afford to call the National Guard. Cannot afford to call the National Guard. Why not? It only costs a dime, you know. This half-a-century-old epic lays it out for us. The film itself was initially shown as a fundraiser in theaters across the country for one night only. It's one way the movement, after King's assassination, tried to find its footing and gather forces around his work. Coming back to MLK FBI, the new film about King and the Bureau, this one reminds us of the depth of the forces to undermine the movement. But not just that. We get a bigger sense of the ways our divisions became systemic. Sometimes, as we've seen lately, it was through the influence of one man in power inserting a deeply influential law and order picture into our minds, says Donna Murch in the film, of the role of J. Edgar Hoover. One of the most important things that Hoover did was to create a bureau really in his own image. That meant that he hired a very particular kind of person as an agent. A relatively conservative, white man of a certain height and a certain weight. He particularly liked fraternity boys and football players. But there's a reason that people know when you say, that's a G-man, there's something that you have in mind. It's a man in a suit, a white man... hard to overstate how how something like that can resonate over generations. That was what Hoover wanted. So, the battle of two Americas, still raging. And in two very different documentaries, many things we need to know now. One film spinning out the history of that fervent civil rights period, with all its passions and pain. And another that looks right through the pain, like an X-ray, showing us in black and white what deep divisions lie beneath. Must see both. It's Fishko Files. I'm Sarah Fishko.